0: To another installment of Innovation Crush, Innovation Crush, Innovation Crush. I, this yeah. is the first time I echoed your echo. I know it's crazy. It's echo. a revolution. It, it, it's a new. It's a new world. Mm-hmm. Darwinism. A whole new world. Oh. Um, how are you doing? I'm good. good. I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm great. I'm great. I'm actually really, really excited because of our guest today. But before I get into that, this is Innovation Crush, a show where we look at a lot of the most interesting things in the world that we can find and the people behind them. Um, And today we have sort of a a one man band, if you will, uh, who's been dubbed the most connected man in the world, Chris Dancy. Say hello, Chris. Hey. Nice to be on the crush. Oh, yeah. Feeling, Innovation crush. Feeling crushed. <laughs> Don't feel crushed. It's not that bad, trust me. He has a crush on us. You should, uh, I, that's, that's another crush. <laughs> that's a, that's that's a a whole crush. That's a whole thing. other thing. That's a, a whole other thing. Um, I like the fact that you've never done a spit take, and that was <laughs> the first time Ever. Just so you guys know.
1: Well, no, so, honestly, I I did, I think, one time fake a spit take, but that was the first time I actually spit
0: something out. That's, good. that's, a, that's a good sign. Yeah. So but you're in the right was, place. That was funny. Um, yeah, well, we'll get into that later. Uh, who is Chris Dancy? Hmm. Not to be confused with Chris Denson.
1: You're asking me, or are you just. Yeah. To no, man,
0: I'm, I'm asking you. This is you. A- me? <laughs>
1: Gosh. Uh, 45 Libra. <laughs> uh, I like soft walks or uh, soft music. I uh, know. Uh, I guess for about five years, I've been uh, taking information from my life, anything I could touch that I could record information electronically, uh, and pumping it into a repository. So uh, when they say the world's most connected person, uh, what what they're what they're really saying is the world's most recorded. I mean, it started out last year uh, when I think it was Bloomberg Television called me the world's most monitored human or most surveilled human, which was kind of dark and scary. That is scary. Uh, but I can't remember. It
0: was what did media. you do to deserve that? I, say, I don't. Yeah, the media makes this stuff up. I, I, I
1: don't know. Uh, so, and then, uh, yeah, it was this year, you know, a bunch of news that came back around, you know, they kind of find you again. And, and then they turned into the world's most um, uh, connected human. So, yeah. So. Uh, is that true? Yeah, I mean, so far we can't find anybody else who
0: is collecting as much information as I am, who can get to it. Now, g- give us some like iterations of what this what this collection entails. What are, what exactly are we collecting? Well, it started out, you know, real simple. I was just visiting the doctor, and I noticed the doctor
1: wasn't, you know, he had a chart this thick on me. I mean, he couldn't even keep track of, like, you know, my last two visits. So I just started, like, recording my own uh, visits to the doctor. Shortly after that, I started... When you say
0: record, like...
1: I'd actually type what I did. Okay, what I okay. And stuff like that, because it was all paper. Uh, this is going back six years now. After that, I just started saying, you know, hey, you know, what I'm doing online. I can't remember what it was. I think it might have even been Facebook six years ago. I said I don't want to lose this. Right. So I started finding ways to get my information out of Facebook. So I put it in Facebook. I wanted to know because you can't search Facebook. You oh, know, right. It's like uh, you know, personality is a hostage, right? You know, wh- where's that picture? You know, you can't. Don't tell my it. ex-girlfriends that. Yeah, <laughs> they know it. <laughs> uh, stop!
0: Stop sending me messages. <laughs>
1: So it was about a, about a year of uh, doing kind of different social networks, different, and then the next year I started doing work systems. So anything I did at work, I tried to make a, a separate digital copy happen automatically in the background. Um, and after social media and work, I started really focusing on, um, I'd say, kind of a hybrid between uh, body technology. There wasn't a lot of wearable technology in two thousand ten. Right. Uh, 2011. It was still kind of new, but what I could wear, I, I would wear and keep track of.
0: And what was the first thing you you wore? Probably a pedometer. Okay. A really simple that's pedometer. easy enough.
1: The problem is, all the systems back then, you know, you'd you, you wear them, and there was no way to get the data out, and I think what I do that's that's interesting, at least to, to some people, is all this information is recorded, so, and, and, so without me doing anything. So just me being here, there are things being recorded, like my heart rate, my posture, uh... <laughs> This podcast. This podcast. The temperature in the room. You know, any time I spend money, the Uber ride here. I mean, as soon as that fare came from them, I went right into the system. So, like, at any given point, I can just go to Google and search my life. Like most people, go to Google and search. You know other things I go to Google and say "Show me this um, but can other people search your life no it's uh, the only calendar so it all pumps into a Google calendar right. or, or flat file the only, the only calendar I public right now is um, a location when I leave my home or arrive at home so I have uh, proximity triggers for, for the home because I oh. wanted to just start keeping track of when I live and when I left and kind of tie that to the actual where the sun was during the day.
0: Well, I like, I mean, mm-hmm. even beyond, like, uh, yes, you talked a little bit about, like, your life outside of home and where you go and what you do and those things like that. It, but a little bit earlier, you were also talking about your, your actual home, right? Mm-hmm. The, the connected home. Um, you, you touched on it a little bit, but kind of walk us through, literally walk us through so, your home.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's really simple. So if you take what they call the quantified self movement, so the ability to record information about yourself. And most important, thing to remember, every, all of this is low friction, right? I don't do I don't manually record anything. You even see me write down a,
0: a thing. So. Hey, you look normal. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, everybody was like, a cyborg is coming yeah, in yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, but we'll get to that part. We'll get to that later. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, I just, you know, you've got a you cyborg up for some people or they don't believe it's real. Um, so uh, when all this information is collected about, and it is collected whether you want it to or not, you can make it do things for you, right? Put your information to work for you. Uh, some you know, so like you just put money to work for you put information to work for you, so some of the first things I started doing is just like you know depending on how I was how I slept that night, you know the 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 house temperature could change right uh depending if I you know kind of if I was woken a lot during the night, you know make the lights come on at a different hue mm. uh make a certain playlist play uh depending on what I had to do for work that day upon awakening. Um, if my voice went above 72 decibels, dim the light. So I knew, okay, you're getting excited. Yes. Uh, the dogs have sensors. So if the dogs are all active. You know what I mean? There's lots of, lots of little triggers i created in the house just so that the house just responds to you. It's very simple. I, like I said to you earlier, if you're looking at the Internet, you're doing
0: it wrong. Right, life is around you. Right, information around you. It should be respond. Expand to. on that, like you know, because most of us are in sort of search mode, right? Like you and I were joking earlier about how fast you looked up something <laughs> as we were <laughs> talking, <laughs> but you know, how how much is the industry prepared to reverse that and be responsive, you know, uh, or predictive even?
1: Yeah, so I think the first step would be assistive,
0: and before we get to predictive, right? And
1: I think assistive enviro- assisted environments are. are, are Pretty simple to do, but not a lot of people are thinking about it. You know, bathrooms are probably the m- most assisted environment. Most people, the use. automatic spray that comes, but they don't. Well, for soap water, soap right. water and towels. But the problem is, you have to vogue basically to wash your hands, right? Because none of this stuff works. It's <laughs>
0: <That's> a <laughs> good moves, Robert. It's kind of like I, a robot. I practice my robot. Yeah. Yeah. No, big deliberately for for <coughs> not pretty pretty the cone pronounced. move, right? No, no, no. So, uh, uh, um, if you can only see.
1: Yeah. So. But, you know, a, a truly, you know, an environment that truly uh, assisted you would, would actually do something. If there's two or three people in the room and there's music playing and you guys all start to raise your voice, it would turn the music down for you. Right. Um, and we're starting to see a lot more of that, but just in very subtle ways. The, the, the concept is what they call CALM, C-A-L-M, I've mm-hmm. heard accent, uh, or ambient technology. So very low friction. Yeah. Very simple thing is if if the weather's gonna if it's gonna rain you know make one of the lights in your in in the room turn blue you know just take take a light bulb with you. Another good example of com technology are shoes. So instead of using your phone to look at uh, your GPS and you're walking to an address, your shoes could vibrate on the outside or the, uh, the left or right hmm. to tell you
0: when to turn hmm. or slow down or speed up. So, Hence the name Dancy. Yeah, Dancy. <laughs> yeah, it'd be
1: neat if they could teach you to dance, right?
0: <laughs> You uh, could, actually. I mean, if you think about it, right? If absolutely. You, you take that to a absolutely. nightclub environment and you've got absolutely. that one girl, especially if the shoes can talk to each other. Absolutely.
1: There's no reason the floor in Studio 54 couldn't have been teaching you to hustle. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, for, for, you know, most people just saw it as decoration. Well, but, Studio you know,
0: 54, some things you can't yeah,
1: teach. Yeah, Studio 54, I'm sorry, Saturday Night Live. You know, <laughs> Saturday Night Live is what I'm thinking about. But, you know, all of that type of thing, all of these types of things, you know, chairs that, you know, the posture belt I wear, you know, vibrates if I start to slouch. Right. Right. So there's there's all these little things that – you know, Or one, make you a better person. But two, kind of tell you, are you paying attention? Are you engaged with someone? I can tell a lot by someone just on how loud I talk and, and, and my, how my body is when I'm with them. Right. Uh, but how do again, you feel now? Well, how, what's, your, what's your body telling you about this shit? <laughs> my body's feeling good. <laughs> good thing. Uh, but again, I think so often we're just, we don't use technology to help us be aware. We use it to weaponize facts. We use it to hurt people. We use it to live vicariously through someone else. We do everything but use it as an awareness mechanism. Right. And I think technology... you know what I call perspective as a service you know perspective is sorely missing if you know we took that out of technology,
0: we'd be better off as, as a race so define perspective when it comes to technology like you know
1: yeah you know, how about a real there's a real simple apps out there called like time hop or memoir, and you install them on your phone uh, and you cl- and you open it, and it says you, you, one year ago today you did this two years ago today you did this three hmm. years ago you and all it does is go through and scrub all your networks to bring that information back to you right. Uh, if you think about it, every app on your phone is just taking from you how many apps can you open right now that give you anything of value actually show you, but yet you use your phone as a a a, a almost a reflection of who you are. I tell people it's it 's like you know iPhone palmistry I sometimes joke. we all stare at other people 's home screens to see what 's on them yeah, you know, and if you take that to a step further, we start to explore you know the three areas that I think are really important for. Anybody who's living today, whether you're, you want a job in the future or you're going to be working in the future or you run a company, identity collapse, mm-hmm. narrative collapse, and ownership collapse, right? We stream and rent music. We should be able to know what that is. Uh, we, we have these uh, no relationship with time. So e-cigarettes, right? Most people who smoke have a unit of time, and e-cigarette just lasts forever. You know, you're always in the, what Douglas Rushkoff calls present shock. So,
0: is, that a, is that a good thing, though? Like, sh- shouldn't things have a beginning and an end? Or- they should, but they don't anymore. I mean, we were talking about television showers earlier.
1: The yep. Jeffersons we talked about. Yep. All the shows in the 70s, you know, so 80s. So we're moving on up. Yep, all the shows in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, they actually, you saw the entire show in the beginning. You knew what the Jeffersons was about. Right. You knew what Friends was about. You knew what MASH was about. There's three decades of television shows. Shows that got, related, it got started in the late 90s and through the 2000s or the Naughty's naughty, or, or now, they're, they're, they don't end. It's like American Idol's the same American Idol. Different people are on it, but it's right. the same. It does not end. Um, and we've replaced
0: this, you know, the Some of their careers end.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> but the collapse of narrative is a big deal. I mean, most people, you know, the, the, any app you open, it's like that moment,
0: right? It's, and there's no perspective to it. Well, that, that's interesting, because it was, what, a couple of years ago, uh, Will I Am from the Black IPs, he was mm-hmm. like, this album will never end, you know, because they're going to give the files to the people to let them keep creating based on, you know, the a cappellas, the, you know, the. The STEM, all the stem files from the music which yeah. is
1: And all the, the remake culture I mean you look at what Daft Punk's doing and, you know They're bringing back all the great band Sugar Hill Gang probably I think the most sampled song of all time uh, So once you digitize something It becomes immortal uh, And how you use that digitization Or that information Really defines the culture in which it lives in at that time uh, I think our
0: lack of awareness Is proving uh, that we need That relationship with perspective I like that. I mean, sort of this this idea of being timeless. What do you think of concepts behind movies like Transcendence, right? Where it's like, he literally doesn't die, uploads his essence into... uh, I didn't see the movie, but in some some sort of main... I got it from the trailer. Uh, Me and Johnny go way back.
1: Uh, (laughs) I I mean, I've met Ray Kurzweil, and I've I've read his work, and, and, you know, uh, the ideas behind Transcendence, I think, are interesting. I think they're real. Yeah, uh, you know, I did a presentation uh, at Roots Tech, which is the genealogy, uh, the tech genealogy for the Mormon Church, that, that arm of it. And you know, they, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of religions believe in a life after death. Right. Uh, so the life after death isn't a new concept. Life after death via a computer is kind of a new concept. But who's to say? You know, The Matrix would prove that maybe there is. You know computer this is all not real so i don't know to me, to me transcendence the movie was a little at the end a little bit over the top but you know uh i was approached about uploading my data into watson so that people could have conversations with digital chris dancy hmm. um there's nothing st- there's even there's even apps. there's even services now the tweet after you can sign up for it'll look at everything you tweet
0: and basically it'll start to tweet for you Um, I've never taken more notes in an interview than (laughs) (laughs) the tweet after. The tweet after.
1: So, uh, you know, we're going to see more and more of this. Dude, if we go to the end of the decade, you're going to have so much information online that there's no reason. The questions that we'll face in 2020 will be more about, you know, are you opting in to work when you're sleeping? Right. And who's getting paid for that? Well, a lot of people are. Uh, I mean, you should be making that money. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I I want to get those dollars. And, and you know, when you've got a parent that's going to die in the next 10 years who's been active online, you know, forget who owns that information. Who's going to keep making that information usable, right? But, but, you know. Some of this stuff I'm really passionate about because I think it's a civil rights issue.
0: No, but that's interesting because, you know, there's also talk of sort of a dial back, right? People like reducing their presence online and they're reducing their digital profile where obviously you're an advocate for let it all hang out there like where why is there this divide right some people are like they're fearful of the future that you're describing or the future that you're living right now versus you know um let it all hang out dualism is a human trait number 1 right after
1: hope <laughs> So, you know, it's not you know, you know ah, I'm so hopeful, actually. I'm dualistically not sure. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, you know, Amish as a service is very real for some people. You know, you can take these detox vacations. <clears throat> we pathologize if we're at lunch or dinner and someone's on their phone. We go, you know, can't you go five seconds out there using your phone? You, you know, and it's this way of saying, look how much more human I am because I can put technology down. And, you know, all these ways of, you know, kind of hurting each other about how you use technology in an age where you can't not. Right. Is really a bad situation. I think the the rise of like you're saying, you know, people who today just you know, an Apple announced, uh, you know, that uh, the, their new iMessage, you know, when you leave video or audio, they'll start to destruct. So we're seeing a lot of what you know we call ephemeral based applications. Snapchat mm-hmm. just you right. create something that just disappears Secret, you know, as as a uh, whisper. Uh, whisper is an, uh, an app based on identity collapse. Yeah. Right? Because to be popular in Whisper, you not have to be a popular person. You have to be a popular idea. So, when, when ideas become digitized and democratized over per curated personalities, have a lot right. of followers on Twitter, you know, that's, that's a big deal, because the, cause life will always find a way. So, I think we're going to see a lot of this return to kind of simple things. You know, people love records. Like hipsters. Hipsters love records. Hipsters love anything analog. Right.
0: Is that uh, why you are smelling the wall earlier? Yeah. I, I just love the way records. <laughs> I love sniffing records. Just so you guys know, there's album covers all over the walls in the studio, and... It's Chris like, found one with no glass on it and began to smell it.
1: Well, no, I, I didn't know there was no glass <laughs> on it. You saw me. I didn't know there was no glass right, right. on it. I said, I, I can smell this
0: almost. And I realized, yeah. oh, yeah, it was out. Records and books, they smell. You know, people love they that do. stuff. So, Has your connectedness improved your senses at all? Like you, you talk about a little bit like your posture and the corrections that happen? Or just, you know, what has been, I guess, what are some of the biggest benefits from... For me, what? attention. You know,
1: the problem... Attention with, to yourself. I, well, no, attention to you. Yeah. The problem right now is I have to be really careful with my attention because people feel it. Right. Because when you become as aware of everything as I am,
0: you can you can show
1: that to someone. <laughs> and no one wants to
0: look into that. Right. No one wants to see themselves. As your piercing mm-hmm. gaze. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so it's bur- burn through my brain. <laughs> kinda like when they open it at the end of, Raiders of the All Star you know, and your face starts <laughs> melting <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> we need some pop culture show with you. So um yeah, I think awareness was the first thing I noticed, uh, just how, how aware you can become when you're just, you know, it's like having your mom with you 24-7, right? You know, do this, do that. Oh, that would matters. be awful.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> would be. So, so okay, let's, uh, let's... So, awareness is
1: one, and then once you're aware, you can do you can do things with your life. You can, you know, focus on, you know, do I want to save money? Do I want to lose weight? Do I want to be a nicer person? Do I want to be kinder? Do I want to drive better? You know, I found my driving was horrible when the CO2 levels in my house were around 1,000 ppm. You know, a CO two you know sensor is like a hundred bucks. You can put one in every room. You know, you amaze how much you know uh, a little CO two detector. You know, just glowing a little bit. You know, say, hey, you're a little bit high right now. OSHA measures CO two about three, 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 4,000 before it's unsafe. Um, I just think uh, this is something. I'm well, sorry, like I'm the, getting real scientific.
0: No, here. no, no. I like it because I, I, <laughs> I mean, I like this idea of you know when you say attention, I look at, I look at the idea of you being the most connected human mm-hmm. I never said that. Right right before. no I know but yeah. the, just the whole the moniker of it is like not connected only to your devices and wearables and sensors and things like that but just like you said connected to life you know yeah. connected
1: I call it existence
0: as a platform. Right. All right.
1: So yeah, I, you know it's funny I've a lot of spiritual conferences uh, a couple in India, a couple here in the states. That I've been invited to speak because people want to hack consciousness. Right. And hack awareness and and I think that's that's okay if 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 you actually it but you know, there's one you know, buying tennis shoes doesn't make you a runner.
0: I was gonna say, you,
1: you, <laughs> putting out a Fitbit doesn't make you thin, I, I, you actually I, have to use the information.
0: <laughs> well, listen, you know, if, matter of fact, there was a study a while back, There were like, you know, I think it was 60% of all wearable technologies ended up in a drawer somewhere yep. after six months because people like you, like you said, you can't hack into like a changing your life, right? You can, no,
1: but if you could get the information out of your Fitbit and get the information out of your bank.
0: Right, you could see at least your
1: spending versus your activity. Or for me, you know, my the, the, I have a sensor in my truck and a sensor on my dog. Once I could see how my dog experienced the ride and see the ride, mm-hmm. I had a different relationship with with how the ride, how aware of the ride I was. Now you let the dog drive. Oh yeah, I,
0: I should actually.
1: <laughs> if there's been too much CO2 in the house. No,
0: but, from a, but even, uh, from a practical standpoint, with that example, right? What does what does the ride and the you know and the relationship with the dog tell you? Like what is what was the information you got from that? that helps you make an
1: impression? Well, I knew Rocco was having a hard... Sorry, Rocco. I knew Rocco didn't like to drive because Rocco was like... Rrr, rrr, you know, you always had a problem. Right? I knew that, but I didn't understand why sometimes Rocco just had, like, you know, no problem with it. And sometimes, sometimes he had a real problem with it. You know, in the truck, I, you know, I use a sensor called an automatic. It tells me when I do hard stops or sudden accelerations. And it's not like race car hard stop or race car hard it's very you know uh, you wouldn't even notice it really it's just right. just enough to say hey that that's maybe tick it up a little bit easier and d- yeah. d- look, rides were drives where I was like hard stopping and, and, and accelerating at levels I didn't think were even noticeable right Rocco was much more upset <laughs> his behavior at the dog park was less you know he was less friendly at the dog park the, you know th- there's it, it's it, it's it's profoundly awakening when you can see just not you don't have to see all that I see. I hope nobody ever lives and sees what I've seen. But if you can just see, <laughs> you can just see two.
0: No, I, the Wall Street, this, this will be the head, That'll be the headline quote from. Yeah, <laughs> for, for I, this, no, the from Wall Street the Journal
1: said to me. No, it was the BBC said to me. Uh, so in the future, will everyone be like you? And I said, I hope not, because I don't think we can handle that. Right? right. But if you could just see two systems, all right, just two electricity and. Uh, I don't know your your eating habits. So the the the, bright, the the light the light in this room and, and the volume. If you just were aware of those two things, you'd you know more about about your own behavior. But the information that's created from you and from the systems you use is kept from you, not because of some conspiracy theory. No one thought to use it in any other way that's positive. Right. You know if you if your car. You know, a lot of people will say, Chris, you're so narcissistic because you have all this information and you're so interested in yourself. And I think you build a car with a rearview mirror, but you build a car with a dashboard. You could drive a car without a rearview mirror. You could not drive a car without a dashboard. Right. And I think if you have a dashboard for your life, you're really, it's a really good thing. The problem is most of the systems that they give us for our dashboard work with full and empty. So you wouldn't drive a car whose gas tank was went from full to empty right away. You'd be like, oh, this, forget this car. <laughs> But yet, you know, all of life is measured by these extremes. Even tombstones are the date you are born and the date you died. But you've got this little dash that represents this massive thing we call life. Right. Right. And I just think the representation of that information and and how you lived it could be more profound, personally, if you're ready for it.
0: I I mean, I'd like to think that you know as we gradually get to where you are right so like some people are there when you look at what you know an iphone 5 can do or what certain things can do or what your you know your fitbit may do for you our capacity starts to increase to an extent right like it, it, you can correct me if i'm wrong but i like i feel like i'm able to consume more information and organize it and not be frazzled than i probably would have 10 or 15 years ago like i, I would have to shut out about 20 things i feel like if it were not sort of this second nature experience, right? Um, so uh, I well, would look... I, if we can talk
1: just uh, on c- capacity. Sure. So, you know, there's, this, there's, a, there's, a, there's a term in psych- psychology called confirmation bias, and that's where you seek out opinions and facts to back up what you believe to be true. It happens. You know, even algorithms are that written. So you see just Facebook's written there. You just see just the things you like. Right. I beyond, call it "I told you so." Yeah. So beyond that, exactly, I told you so. It's so a better algorithm. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, you've got something called attribution bias. And attribution bias is where you meet someone and you attribute a lot of things to them, and that comes from capacity. So our, our expanded capacity, which is different than our capability, we're all born with certain capabilities, but not equal to our capacity. Batteries can be extra capacitated, but the capability is the same. Still a battery. Yep. Right. Uh, That I think is disrupting a lot of stuff today, uh, because some people are becoming highly capacitated very quickly. Right. And they're doing it, you know, at the cost of everything around them. And some people are just saying, "I give up," because there's there's this feeling that no one's. There's no way I can keep up. There's no way I can keep up. Well, that's because you're trying to change your capability not your capacity.
0: But isn't, isn't there value to like turning it all off? Right, like, oh, absolutely. Turn I mean, it all off and go like. I have sex hike.
1: without sensors. Oh, yeah, that's no fun. No, I've done it. No, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've I've done it. But you know, yeah. They're, they're... How many
0: miles per hour did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a whole different show. Actually, I do actually have stats
0: on it. Yeah. Really? yeah, I
1: actually do. Yeah, because there's a, there's a certain sites that let you pay by the minute, and I wanted to see if there was different days that if yeah.
0: Okay. All right. That's no, a whole
1: other show. So, um, <laughs> well,
0: but but it's interesting. We'll let that one ride. I, yeah,
1: let's let that one go. Uh, but it's you know what's really interesting is uh, you know letting letting a lot of information go. The problem is we're so addicted to information uh, that we usually only let it go when we
0: feel we've been beaten by it or there's no way that we can maintain it. But I think we're also addicted to ownership, right? Like uh, when I look at when I hear the people up in arms about the NSA or you know they're listening to our phone calls, it was like. They probably a they probably have been listening to our phone calls since before you know Hoover well, yeah exactly when you had your uh, you had to pick up the wired phone on the wall and like mom telephone they were listening then uh, so there's I think there's a naivete you know behind and a, and a panic behind information this is my information like I think they know they they know what they want to know Do you want to say? I yeah I, I don't know I. Right. Well, not just the NSA, but just the fear of like this is my information. I don't want to put my you know. You
1: know, but the people were all pissed off.
0: I'm oh, sorry, the people were all angry. Can, we, this is PG-13, okay. so you good. know
1: the people are all pissed off about uh, about the NSA. Or the same people who walk around with 18 club cards on their keychain. And, you know, they got no problem handing over all their purchasing data to their credit card company, to Walgreens. They got no problem handing over their car and driver information to, uh, you know, e E-Surance who puts a, you know, a sensor in their car. They got no problem turning over their electricity information to Nest. They got no problem handing over everything. But the NSA gets involved. Well, that's, that's a problem, right? Because, you know, the government might, you know, we've got to have militias now, all those kind of stuff. You, know, you need a militia on just what you've given away for free. Because people are foolish if they think they're worried about the NSA, yet they're giving all the stuff away. Have you ever seen people uh, at Costco waiting in line for a cup of fruit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have. Uh, You giving away to me that you— Those lines are ridiculous. I went there and got a pizza the other day, and I called ahead of time. I said, hey, okay, cool. I went to the window. He was like, you got to get in line. I was like, well, then what was the point of me calling? There's an app for
1: that. It's called Peek Into. basically, you drag— notes again. Yeah, Peek Into. You drag the marker to the Hmm. location you want to look at, and you say, I want to peek. And then anyone in that location with Peak opens up their phone and shows you how long the line is or whatever you want to see. Oh, really? So, yeah, you can digitally skin crawl through any place on Earth. So you want to look at Rome right now? We can pull it up and say, hey, someone show me what you're seeing in Rome right now.
0: That's fascinating. That's almost like the thing in Batman, right? Wh- which uh, In Dark Knight where uh, he created that sonic... Thing, oh yeah yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> and like every single mobile phone is like emitting a right. a signal. That's it crazy. Yeah. It's almost like the same thing. So um, I'm, I'm we're just, we're sidewinding all over the place. <laughs> no, but this this this, this <laughs> is this the is way the show goes. It's uh, yeah. sometimes <laughs> innovation crash, sometimes sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it's crash, sometimes it's crash, Crush, crash. No, and, and but uh, but uh, you know uh, it's it's by design. Um, t- even along those lines, uh, oh man, I had a good one. Sorry, it's my it's my <laughs> fault. It is. It's no
1: peek into. We were talking about skin crawling, and you're talking about the lines. <clears throat> oh
0: yeah, no. So what I was going to say because one remember, thing that remember, we remember. ask everyone at, that's good, <laughs> you, you should host the show. Um, <laughs> I'm the, recording. The, <laughs> I know you. Are. Uh, we one thing we ask all of our guests since the show is called Innovation Crush. It's you know kind of like what are things you see in the marketplace that you're crushing on, but. You're obviously very aware and you've seen a lot like you know um, and I'm sure things come your way like hey use our thing or whatever um, what if there was one or two things that you're like I, if you had to give up everything else and you had to keep these two things or whatever what would they be like what what what's the most fascinating thing that you've kind of um, come to, to love and be attached to in a way gosh um,
1: so this is really a simple dumb one but there's a there's a company called Last FM. It's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And they have a little service, I can never pronounce it, Scrobble, Scrobble. But basically anything you listen to, it records. So <laughs> what songs you're listening to? Where you're listening to it. Oh well, they interface with Spotify. I and I listen to a lot of music on Spotify. I love like I love seeing what I listen to. especially knowing like like oh I was listening to that song. Oh, that's really interesting. Or I, I love looking I, I'm I, I think it's because my mom made books my whole life. This was you know, like the first year of your life. My mom made these books. Hmm. Uh, and I became really addicted to nostalgia and reminiscing. Right. So I, probably the most important, probably the first thing is probably that, because I love looking at that. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm really okay with the impermanence of information, finally. Right. It took five
0: years. I'm really okay with it all going away. Because now I know where it's all coming from. But it's also, it's interesting you talk about Mrs. Dancy. Hmm. And, you know... Kind of recording you from a young age. Um, you know. Is And
1: she didn't send me those books until I turned 35. And then she sent me all 35 of them for Christmas. Are you serious? And I didn't know what they were. I opened up the boxes and I just pulled out this book and opened it up and it was a handwritten note and it was some red, red uh, lettering. And it said uh, it was February or something in 1967 or something. Uh, Dear Chris, today I found out you were coming and you know turn the page a couple pages my first sonogram today blah, blah, you know go to my you know three or four pages later you know you were just born today blah, blah, blah. and then you know this is a fabric from, from your bedspread that we just bought for you and and I'm opening these books freaking out that my mother was imagine. basically the, the NSA, right? <laughs> but, you know, but she had put so what much. What have you done? But she put so much care, you know, into it. <clears throat> I just started crying about about I can, know, like I almost minutes. started
0: crying like right now. Yeah, <laughs>
1: about three minutes into it, I was reading this, I started crying. And then when I realized there were 35 of them, uh, you know, it's like, you know, when, you know, Superman's father, you know, puts all that information from the planet. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, you know, that was five years before I started.
0: Yeah. And then I can—I mean, I can only imagine, especially as a catalyst to where you are today, right? Is you—you—you nobody gets a chance to look back over thirty-five years of their life, right? And in one sitting, or and not—you know, most of us. Oh, I remember the time in sixth grade, right? But or you look at a picture or a yearbook, but to like literally see moment by moment. A your mom's emotion, B like what you were doing or what you were going through. Exactly to have actual physical, you know, uh, references.
1: Yeah, because I just I can't believe she saved movie tickets. Yeah. I, I, know, like, I don't remember seeing that movie when I, she'd taken yeah. so it was really interesting and, and strangely enough I, starting when I was 20 I started collecting just weird little scraps and, from you know, postcards and things I went to and little. And in my office there's a lot of, you know, there's some magazine articles coming out I mean the next few months you'll see the, these pictures that they've taken in you know, my office I have one room that's just all these decades but it's weird I started that when I was 20 I didn't know my mom was doing the same thing right so you know in, in some ways it's an archival project I, you know to me the digital part of it the most connected thing it's just a beautiful way to celebrate like all the information that I create and, and somehow be reflective upon it um, you know I had a magazine uh, ask me the other day they said tell us what you did on August 11th 2012 and I sent them uh, this, this beautiful day you know right and, and the guy wrote me back and he was just like I, I can't imagine anyone having access to this and I'm like it's your life it's, you should
0: right it's it's a crime that you don't. Well, it's, it's funny because we always talk about, you know.
1: But I did nothing to collect that day.
0: You know what I mean? I, oh, did, wow. I didn't do I lived. That's great. And that's the beautiful part about it, right? Well, it's you don't do it deliberately, right? It, it does, just no,
1: happens in the background,
0: right? It just happens in the background. Did it take a while to get used to that? Like, did it take a while for you no, to just to know that I was being always being
1: recorded? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was, and it's been really hard the last two years as the media and different people have found out, and because then people, you know. They sometimes kind of judge you, like, you know, am I, what are you watching? So, you know, a lot of times I'm just real careful with people. I try mm-hmm.
0: to walk up slow, talk. Don't start any Google Glass bar fights. I didn't wear
1: them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't wear them. I didn't wear them. So walk us through, like, what, what's on you today? Like, you know. Heart rate
1: sensor, posture sensor, uh, two motion sensors, a galvanic uh, skin response sensor, and two phones. One phone measuring t- uh, temperature, light, and sound. The other phone measuring locations, uh, location, proximity, and a bunch of other things that are on it. Backpacker,
0: backpacker, and do you think all of this technology really? uh, Would you say like has increased your life, like the happiness in your life, or you know, like what aspects of your life has it has it helped improve anything? I lost
1: one hundred and twenty pounds. Really? Yeah. So I was a big, 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 big guy just over a year ago. It's amazing. People see pictures of me. They're like, "Oh my gosh, that's you! How did you do that so quickly?" I'm like. Well, you're a big pattern that you can change, but you don't know what the pattern is. So you need the information. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think in some ways it helps, you know. Uh, wow. I, I think of it as a GPS, right? Mm. So, GPSs are very powerful, even mm. if you just turn them on and do nothing else. But right. if you put turn on a GPS and then put in a destination, it's wickedly powerful. Right. Yeah. Then you put a GPS, turn it on, put it in the destination, and overlay something like Ways, which has other traffic information control. sources. Right. Wicked. Then you overlay weather, more wicked. Then you overlay traffic congestion, more wicked. If you're picking up a flight, you add in you know someone, you pick up the the, uh, the flight data, even more wicked. So if you think about the layers of information that could assist you, that mm-hmm. are kept. I don't, again, I don't want to say this a conspiracy, but they're just not available to you. Right? Right. So is my life better? Yeah, completely, because I have layers of information I can just turn on the wealth. I, I, I just need people. to optimize something. Right. I tell people all the time, the most important thing I've learned is I can make more time, I can't make more attention. So I can optimize the heck out of anything all right, just to get an hour extra out of my day, but I can't get back an hour of attention. So what you look at, what you pay attention to is more important than
0: how you spend your time. So your business card says... Data exhaust cartographer. <laughs> I don't even know if I said those words right. You yeah. Okay, it good. Did. Yeah. And I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Less than an hour meeting you, I was like, he's going to ask about this right? Uh, tell us about that. What, is, what, is, what, is, what does that mean?
1: Gosh, I, I learned the term data exhaust from Clint Finley from Wired magazine when he wrote the first piece on me. Um, uh, and data exhaust is just the information falling off you at any given moment. There's uh, something called the Open Informant Project, if you're really into finding out what you're doing. It's some code you get from GitHub and and some uh, hardware you wear, and it just shows you all the information you're just giving away at any given moment. Not like body stuff, just from using your phone. It's really interesting. Hmm. But uh, there's a lot of data exhaust uh, just in life, but then your personal data exhaust. I used the word cartographer because as a kid, one of the things I did was I collected maps. So I'd write to, in the 80s and the 70s, there was this book called 100 Free Things for Kids. Obviously, There's actually the cover of it in one of the books my mom sent me. But, um, and one of the things you could do is you could write to states and they would send you things for free. So I'd wrote to all the states and ask them for their maps. So my bedroom was maps. And I really, it was weird over the years I collected maps how, more, how much more detailed maps got and how then they started getting reliefs and more right. information on them. So map-making, cartography, was something I thought was really beautiful. Hmm. Uh, If you think about the history of maps, you know, you used to hand-paint them, and then you had to spend so much money to explore the earth, to even know that the map was wrong. You know, and then nation states came and you had to change maps because of rulers or history revision, you know, nations that got changed names. So, you know, data exhaust cartography for me is really about taking the information you create, you know, without you being a participant or not, uh, and using it in a meaningful
0: way uh, to explore the land that you've left behind by using it to move forward. That's awesome. Uh, when I look at your website, I see a button that says available for freelance. <laughs> to do what? <laughs> what? What did people hire what people hire Chris Dancy to
1: do? Wow. So a lot of things. Um so I had a I mean I was a I was in software for my whole life and I just I just left my job in uh March. Because Congratulations. It, thank you.
0: It was a big deal. On your own t-
1: terms. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it took 2 months. Of, Get out of here, Dancy. Yeah, no, it took two it took, it took two months of uh, wrangling because you know, they didn't want me to go, but yeah, it's pretty hard to be, you know, have these television people and magazines and all these people, all these different countries want you to come speak. It's really hard to do that and have a job. And I think for, for my coworkers, it was even harder because they thought, you know, why does Chris get to do all that funky stuff? So basically when I left, it, you know, it was, I had enough opportunity that time from people wanting me to come speak uh, and pay me, mm-hmm. which is always nice. Uh, and then big companies that were wanting me to come consult with them. Uh, You're not going to send us a bill, are you? No. Okay, good. No. Uh, <laughs> you would have gotten it by now. <laughs> uh, and then uh, help companies really look at personal data experiences. So how can you use information from a person? I mean, I love the idea of families being able to go to movies and not pay for them. Right? We have the technology to create disposable sensors You know that are cheaper than the movie tickets themselves. Right. You know, why Hollywood or the, some industry doesn't say, hey, I'm going to allow... Families to see movies for free. For movie tickets in Denver are 14 bucks a piece. You know, there are a lot of families that can't go or they save for a week to go. We could give away movies if people just gave away the anonymous data from a movie and then, you know, we talked about the rides at Disney earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think with the, by the end of the decade, movies will change from showing to showing,
0: you know? But then where does the, uh, like, you know, you get a family of four into a movie for free. Yeah. Where does the, The business happen, right? So
1: they wear the anonymous, uh, they they wear the uh, disposable sensor. Walk into like 3D glasses, slap it on, watch the movie. They know how they responded to the movie, what 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 really moved them in the movie, what worked, what didn't. When they walk out, they throw the sensor away. The movie companies get that data. They sync it to the movie. Family got the movie for free. I mean, a movie company would do it today. They just no one's told them how to. So
0: are you saying more is like a research platform than like completely. Me yeah. and my family going to the movies tomorrow. Yeah. It's,
1: so like uh, the attentionalism economy would say, oh, we're all going to tweet that we're at this movie right now. You know, movies have hash. Everything's got a hashtag now. I'm just saying, once you move past soft data, which is right. this constructed online identity, and we move to hard data, the physical data of you. Before we get to core data, the genetics of you, which is kind of Gattaca-style stuff. I won't even go into that. That blows heads up at conferences when I go there. But, uh, but, but the hard data uh, of people, that's worth a lot more than yeah. the social media we're doing today. You know, and one of the things I'd like to see myself, you know, personal goal is uh, within a decade, I'd like to see a system be created where we could have one billion people have work optional. Yeah. Uh, just from using the information they create every day and give away for free right now.
0: We're all, we're, we, I think we're on that path, right? Yeah. When you look at like sort of the shared economy and the, the Ubers and Lyfts and Task Rabbits and the Washios and like people are making you know fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year and they don't, they don't have a quote unquote full time job, right. right? Like they they tasks their lives yeah. away and turn the clock on, turn the clock off, uh, whatever it is they, they want to do. So that's awesome. Um, so outside of your own devices that you mentioned last FM, is there any other like trend in the marketplace, period? Anything that you look at that you consume that you've seen, somebody told you about that is your innovation crush? Oh gosh, my innovation crush. Huh? I think What's I'm my different? innovation crush. That is a First. Was the first on this show? Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I think I'm the best thing happening in tech. (laughs) You just Kanye'd the whole show.
0: (laughs) I'm the I'm the best.
1: (laughs) No, seriously. I mean, if I I had to pick one like innovation crush, it's probably me. I'm hot.
0: That's awesome. Have you started working with any brands yet? Like, would you go that route if if Hostess comes to you and says, "Hey, taste our Twinkies"?
1: Yes, I mean, I've got a couple brands uh, that I'm working with uh, right now. Uh, So, um, yeah.
0: Do you want me, you want me to name drop? No, I mean, uh, it's up to you. Yeah. Uh, are you allow, Are you under an NDA? Nobody listens to the no, show. No, you can no, just
1: no, no, just. no. no. It's, it's not, <laughs> but they're they're major, major soft drinks,
0: right? Uh, major airline,
1: major shoe company.
0: <laughs> and not, not to go into too much detail, but like what what do they ask of you? Is it to help them humanize the technology behind the you know their brand principles?
1: Or? You know, some of it's as simple as uh, you know, and you know, the Olympics in 2020. How do we show? information from athletes to the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, just how would we show, you know, how could you watch the Olympics without watching the Olympics? How could you watch the data of the Olympics? Uh, One of them was, you know, hey, we've got a bunch of connected machines and we want to know how we can make it even better for people. Um, Some of them, you know, uh, a restaurant uh, company is putting out tablet, a restaurant chain that everyone would know. It's putting out tablet menus, and they said, "What can we do with these tablets?" And I said, well, "This is good. You know, I like everyone loves to touch tablets, but like if you really wanted, you know, we're having we're putting Facebook so You can, you know, if you order this, you can you can like it. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cute, but no one really cares about right. that. I said, I said, what can we do really cool?" I said, "I said the Fitbit and all these uh, all these uh, motion, all these health sensors. They have a, really some of them have okay APIs. Right. So that's someone log in with." Fitbit. It to your menu, and I'm like, why would we do that? I said, because you know what's better than augmented reality? Diminished reality. Hmm. When they log in, if they haven't done whatever they want to do for that day, remove the things from the menu, right? Automatically, they don't even see them. Or if they've done more than they needed to today, bring the really crazy, nasty stuff they should normally have and put it front and center. People
0: want that type of. That's great. Yeah. they want a cheat day, or they, they want they. And it's they don't want to think about it, right? Yeah.
1: It's, it's an awareness at a technological level that brings equanimity between you and that meal, right? Uh, and so often we're more consumed about what did I do today, and, and, and am I going to be judged by everybody here? And then you start. What, what gets hot is I, I show I show my menu off to you. Ah, look at your menu. Your menu stinks. You know, <laughs> and that's you know you, you got to go back to the human element. So right. I think you know. I'm excited for, for that type of future. I hope more companies start thinking around that way. But unfortunately, I think so many people right now are more worried about the attention. How much attention can we get and not worried about the human side
0: well, of it? Well, I think, I mean, we're getting there. I think, you know, I do a lot of work with brands and it, it is always trying yes, to have in the emos- I'm envious of your job. <laughs> Don't be. I'm <laughs> envious of you're the you're the most innovation we Crushingly, <laughs> guess we've ever <laughs> um, But no, it, like brands, are, they always want to make an emotional connection, right? Yeah. Yes. The, and the, the other I flip like side to of that coin. You guys love singing. That's emotional. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we, singing and dancing. So brand, you, brands want to make an emotional. <laughs> song. Oh yes, that's uh, that's exactly what they want to do. No, it, but the other side of that coin is also the need to cut through the clutter, right? And it, so it, I can see. The, but
1: people will pay attention if you pay attention. If brands do something to show that they're listening and not just mimicking, right? Yeah, most people want a parrot until the parrot, you know, says something cute three or four times, and they don't care anymore. Brands got to stop mimicking and start actually reflecting who we are back to us. At the end of last year, Facebook did this project called I think it was Project Lookback. So you go to facebook.com/lookback, and they gave everybody a sixty-second video of their year on Facebook, and everybody was sharing their video like, "This mm-hmm. is my video last year." You just see, I gave you a year of my life, Facebook, and you gave me sixty seconds to share with my friends. Right? Right? Brands could do a lot with that. Um, You know, a a grocery store that said, uh, you know, instead of the club card, we're going to show you when you buy fruits and vegetables, right? You bought this toilet paper. Instead of giving me a coupon for the other competing brand, you know, let me know when I might run out. There's stuff they could do with the information, but they're not thinking about what would be helpful. That would make me such a loyal customer. Right? We love establishments that remember our names. Starbucks writes the names on cups, not because you know they wanna, you know, so they know whose cup it is. People like hearing their names. Right. That's why the names on the cup. Chris, people like hearing their names. So when brands successfully navigate creating that reflection to the experience or to the customer, done. Game over. You got a customer for life. That's awesome.
0: All right, we'll breathe this conversation in. Don't exhale, because all, all our breath mix will do something. Actually, I'll see, I'll see <laughs> Nuclear. <right> <laughs> <laughs> all my El Pollo Loco. Um, complete this phrase for me. Hmm. Innovation to me is? The ability to relax. As you take a sip of your water, so... <laughs> so relax. Exactly. <laughs> That's real innovation, when you don't think about it. You just relax into it. I like it. Hmm. Um, how do people get in touch with you? Where did they find you? I give good search. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a, that sounded like a nerd t shirt right yeah,
1: there. I, it <laughs> search, so, uh, I, got a, I got a site at uh, chrisdancy.com. It's just got a bunch of media on it. There's contact information on there I'm, on Twitter, um, Service Sphere or at chrisdancy, either or. My phone numbers, you know, 720 936 9192. Email is chrisdancy at gmail.com. All right. Address is twenty six thirteen Cherry Street, Denver, Colorado. You can look up the value of my house online. Nice. You really don't care. Wow. That's, that's I really great. don't care. You know, I always tell people if you want, if you want if you want my identity that bad, you deserve it. Especially if people go all crazy and they see the Google Glass. They're like, are you recording me? I was supposed to say, honey, you're not that interested.
0: <laughs> do you get groupies? Like, do, are there like? Oh, yeah. are there like mean, cyber hags? I or? can't get over it. Yeah, there are cyber hags. I just made it up. That was. Or is there such thing as cyber hag? No, I like it. You just made it up. Uh, but see. you and I drive like that. Yeah. Totally cyber hag. That. Uh, that's okay. It's yeah. a thing. 2014. <laughs> there are. There, it's, it's a thing.
1: It's. I get fan mail. I get people at airports and, and conferences. And uh, I was in New Zealand last month. And by day three of being on the television and in the newspapers, people on the street you know it's weird because it's you know they get the most connected man and you know I'm usually geared up to you
0: know because people love that porn
1: but you know some people once they get to hear me they're like oh no I, I dig you you know right. like, yeah thank you
0: I think you should get in a fight with the Doseki's guy and, and just <laughs> settle the world yeah, for yeah. Interesting yeah. versus connected Yeah He's actually very interesting I don't know <laughs> Well thank you for coming by today Treasures Unexpectedly online. Serendipitously yes. um, Robert Thank you for echoing Innovation uh, Crush Yes there you go Plus That's the Batman for. reference was That was top notch that, that was, was top notch That was tight <laughs> It was choice, it was choice. <laughs> Everyone this has been another episode <laughs> of Innovation Crush I'm Chris Denson Not Dancy um, And you can reach me at, at Densonology on Twitter There it is. All right. See you guys. Bye. 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 If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.